Hey, what's going on, guys? This is the Better Is Possible podcast. I am your host, Flynn Hatchet. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tune in. I know we're a little bit tardy, but we still on time. Understand this. Better is possible regardless of any situation. I had some technical difficulties, but I'm back. So go ahead and tell your people. We in here. We got a lot for the we got we got a couple of topics for the docket. We got a couple of to- topics for the docket. Shout out to Drew, Dr. Drew in the building. Dr. Drew in the building. Tell a friend, tell a friend to tune in. This is the Better Is Possible podcast live every Monday at 10 p.m. Also catch me live every Thursday on BFAM 109.6. Steve Harvey said it before. Steve Harvey got a radio show. Well, actually got a radio show, man. BFAM 109.6. It's the Better Is Possible show. Yes, sir. Big blessings, big blessings, big God, big blessings. Big God, big blessings. Yes, sir. Whew. Let's get straight into it, man. Uh, this weekend. Fun times, man. Fun times. Mm, if, you, if you're in the Atlanta area, if you, if you love art, if you at least have some type of appreciation for art, I recommend you go to Van Gogh. It's a, it's a pop-up exhibit. And it just tells the story of Van Gogh, man. I didn't realize how deep he was, how how deep he was right here. This man had schizophrenia. He had epilepsy. He had all these deterrents that would hold you back from your success. But he managed to be one of the best artists of his generation in hell. His art is still respected to this day. And it just goes to show that it... It doesn't matter what the obstacle is. Like it doesn't matter what your obstacles may be, what 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 comes up against you. If you have a dream and you're willing to chase that dream and it doesn't matter what comes in front of you, you can find your success. You can find your success. I'm talking about Van Gogh had paintings that sold for $82,000. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, at 37 years old, he, he he took his life. And that was one of those things that I didn't realize that he really had, you know, going on with them. So if you're in the Atlanta area, I recommend going to the Van Gogh exhibit. Great opportunity. I took my, my son, <laughs> I took little Flint there, man, and he, he had a ball, but he was not into the whole be quiet and appreciate art thing. That That's not for crew. That is not for little man. He was all over the place, but he enjoyed the, the lights. He enjoyed the, the paintings. So if you have children, go ahead and take them. Just uh, uh, tell them to be quiet so everybody else can, can appreciate the art. Other than that, man, uh, this weekend had its ups and downs. We're going to talk about it. If you're in Atlanta, you know. Atlanta. Mm. Y'all let Chris Middleton run amok on y'all. I'm just be honest. Run amok. Chris Middleton is something to not be played with. And Atlanta had to find out the hard way. Uh, Trey Young went down in the beginning of the fourth quarter, I believe, uh, tripping on a ref's foot. Some would say, man, that cost that 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 was the swaying of the of the game. But Chris Middleton was putting up buckets. So Atlanta. Looking looking good, but at the same time, man, got to make the minor adjustments to pull off this series. Let's just be honest. You got to make those minor adjustments to pull off this season. Ah, who else would I say? Giannis is looking, Giannis is looking pretty good. Giannis is looking pretty good, too. You guys got to make a make a adjustment to make sure that you take this series. Yeah, it's close. Don't let it be. Don't let it be over before it gets started, man. You guys are so close. I think you got a championship on the way, but show. Don't waste that. Let me see, Drew. Doctor Drew in the house. See if Drew's available to speak. See if Doctor Drew's available to speak. Cause we got Dr. Drew, you know he's the he's the biggest Atlanta fan out there. So 
we gotta we gotta chop it up with Dr. Drew, see if he's available. Dr. Drew, let's see if he if he's in the building. Cause you know he he all about the land. Oh, what's going on, man? I'm moving Drew. around. Hey, yes, bro, I, you know you know I gotta chop it up with you. I know you I know you're all about the A. You're Atlanta, you're Atlanta Hawks, bro. Tell me about it. Man, uh, well, I was I was in the building, so it was a it was a good experience, man. I was in the building. Um, up, go ahead, go ahead, hey, go ahead. Put the no. muscles down, bro. Put yeah. the muscles away, bro. Uh, so uh, forgive me, y'all. I'm moving around. Let me get in some light. But uh, but yeah. So uh, man, we had control of the game. I mean, uh, it's it's very clear that uh, Bogey is hurt. Um, he, I mean, he really showed up in the first half. And uh, he's last couple games, he's worn down in the second half. But, I mean, you called it. Chris Middleton was uh, a man on a mission. Like, that guy, he can he can make a shot without really, like, being set. Like, he wasn't hitting fadeaways. He was hitting, like, fall to the side shots and all kinds of stuff, man. And we uh, we had no answer for, uh, for Giannis, man. That guy takes two steps and was just dunking on anybody. So... Um, so yeah, man, it was, it was, a, it was a good game. We had control over it and, uh, kind of wheels fell off at the end, but hey, man, we got one more at home tomorrow. So we mm -hmm. even up the series, then, uh, you know, we still got a shot. So, um, kind of, kind of all in tomorrow though, you know, if, if we go down three, one, it's a, it's a tough comeback. So. It's, al it's almost, it's almost, I mean, the last team you saw pull that off was what LeBron and them yeah. against the Warriors. Tough, tough. Tough uh, to do that, but you're stating that Middleton. Do you make the adjustments on Middleton? Do you stick on the the hard the hard assignment of Giannis? Or what are what are your adjustments, Coach Drew, for you guys to be successful? I'm underqualified for that title, but uh, <laughs> really, really, the challenge is losing DeAndre Hunter. You know, he, we really don't have a team that plays a whole lot of defense, and you know, it's mm. live by the three, die by the three, and so traditionally you see that teams like that once they get into the playoffs i mean other than the warriors teams like that a lot of times die by the three in the playoffs because the game slows down and it's, it's hard to keep that momentum so i mean uh the biggest thing is you, who are you going to put on milton like we really don't have a wing defender outside of deandre that you know can really can really slow him down so um, I, but you know, he's a, he's, he's hot and cold. He scored 39. I don't know if that was a career high, but I've never known Chris Middleton to score 39 points. So I'm hoping he's just regular Chris Middleton and doesn't show up game four, but gets us like, you know, gets like 17 and we are all right. True. I don't know. We, we, we shall see. I mean, Atlanta has a lot of energy. I saw crime mob was in the building. I saw, you know, Atlanta was really doing their thing. They brought the energy. It's just, the adjustments that need to be made. And like you said, Chris Middleton, is he going to be able to continue to produce like that? Or do they still go back to Giannis ball and make it all about him? I'm a little, y'all didn't have an answer for Chris Middleton. And that was the thing. So, uh, you know how, you know, the motto, man, better as possible, but y'all, y'all gotta, at least, I don't know if it's, if we're sending a, a double team or something around Chris Middleton to make sure that he's not just shooting that free will. Yeah, one thing I was encouraged to see, um, our rookie uh, that a lot of people don't know about, um, um, uh, and I'm a, I'm a t tear up his name. Um, uh -oh. Just tell us his number, Drew. Yeah, he's, his, his, his name is uh, Akongwe. Akongwe. Uh, he's a center. He's a young guy. He's his rookie year. And he was giving Giannis fits, and he don't really get a lot of time because he's like our second, third string big man. And so yeah. you know, a lot of time so I would love to see them uh throw that at him a little bit more and I mean you know who cares if he gets in a little foul trouble if he roughs up Giannis and gets in his head a little bit I mean he gives us like two points a game so I'd love to see uh Kongwu is his name excuse me uh Kongwu uh get some more time uh but yeah man really it just comes down to buckets like we were up all game and uh when that trade situation happened we went a little cold um, mm -hmm. Lemon Pepper Lou took a couple ill-advised threes. Bogey missed a couple really good threes. Um, you know, I think the difference maker in this series so far has been Kevin Herter. I mean, yeah. if we but get 20 has, out of he Kevin Herter. He has to stay on, bro. He has to keep the momentum going. Yeah, and he just kind of disappears. If we can get the momentum, you know, keep Kevin Herter hot. And, or even, even, uh, 
even even your boy Gallo, Gallo, like he I, he thought he was LeBron a couple plays. He tried to Bro, he so tried to like hit a, hit a Euro step and dunk on somebody. I'm like, brother, you this is not your game, sir. So even you know just somebody else outside of Trey, um, you know, is it would be big. Uh, Clint. Huh. Clint's having fits with uh, with Giannis. So if even even uh, John Collins, if John Collins can kind of sneak in at the four and let Clint kind of tie up Giannis, um, that would be helpful too. So the good news is we got players, man. We got a skilled team, but mm -hmm. uh, they're big. They're big, tall, long. They can hit shots. So as they uh, they giving us trouble right now. Understood, man. Uh, very very good. You know, on site from Dr. Drew, Coach Drew uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you don't get to see him on the bench every every game, but you know he's out there and is in spirit, right? So <laughs> I'm saying the nosebleed screaming. I will tell you what I was screaming because it's not appropriate for work. No, no, um, this is better as possible podcast. You ain't got to do all that, bro. Just just tell him that better as possible. Um, Drew, what do you think the series ends up being, bro? Well, um, tomorrow will be telling, right? Um, okay. Get a win tomorrow. Um, I think it could go six or seven either direction. Um, we don't we don't handle business tomorrow. I think we could be home in five. So I mean, tomorrow mm. is uh, tomorrow is telling. It's all it's kind of win or die for us tomorrow, in my opinion. Right. Okay. Uh, another another question, and, and we're still we're still talking sports, and we can talk some logic um, in in a little bit. You got some time, Doctor Drew. Yeah, I got a couple moments, man. Anytime for you, sir. I appreciate you I having me on. I appreciate you, brother. Big blessings. Big guy, big blessings. Dr. Drew, okay. Your city, you're from Atlanta. This is your home. Your city is beginning to heat up once again. Atlanta just had the basketball game, and then they had the fight, Javante Davis, right? Salute to Javante doing his thing. He bounced back real, real strong and uh, got the belt. What do you foresee for Atlanta in general, man? Is it going to continue to COVID who, right? <laughs> and, and just get back to the regular Atlanta? Or do we still take proper precaution and, and we're moving in a direction like so? You know, I could say a lot of different words to that question. Um, Atlanta, out, we outside. Atlanta is open. Uh, Come on, Atlanta, man. Atlanta has kind of been open since the beginning uh we never i mean we had a legitimate lockdown for a little while but um once keisha took her hands off of things um what she was kind of forced to do uh mm -hmm. yeah man atlanta has been open and, and in, in our job we know uh too that uh it's it's very regional right like city of atlanta keisha had her hands on so city of atlanta was closed for a long time but i mean if you drove to cobb county um certain parts of cobb county i don't think were ever closed um you know, knee deep in the pandemic a year ago, there was people not wearing masks. So, and, you know, maybe they have a certain political affiliation that we can leave alone. But, um, but yeah, man, Atlanta's been open. And it's the summertime, bro, and it's 100 degrees outside. Oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. open. It's, it's open. open. It's, 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 open. it's not going ain't back. No, ain't no closing. Ain't no back. Yeah, ain't no going back. Ain't no going back. Understood, Dr. Drew. Uh, next, next, and, I mean, you know, I got I got you to get some Drew logic um, before you before you dip, brother. Um, next question in reference to, like, I mean, we, we got to talk about it, and I and I know you're going to have perspective in general when it comes down to, the, and this is outside of Atlanta, when it comes down to the sentence for Derek Chauvin. What are your thoughts on a 22 year, 22.5 year sentence? on the death of George Floyd? Mm. Uh, again, that's a that's a hairy question. Um, okay. But my initial reaction is uh, gratitude. Um, I try to lead with gratitude and everything, right? Uh, it could be, we could be tearing up the streets right now because of a different type of sentence. So mm -hmm. the fact that we got a sentence, a guilty conviction um, is a win. Um, so we got to lead with gratitude because it could always be worse. Um, we could we could be reliving last year in a different way um, and be affected in a lot of different ways for that. Right. So gratitude, first and foremost. Uh, but, bro, at the end of the day, man, like it's people I saw a post where it's like it's a guy serving a life sentence for having uh, an amount of heroin that they couldn't even weigh. 
you know so it's like he could the the least amount i think was 18 years don't 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 quote me on this i think the no. least was 18 the most amount was 45 right and he got 22 and a half so i mean he almost got the minimum and of course he didn't even get a life sentence yeah and he's a young man so i mean i mean not a young man but a young enough man now here's the thing like I'm wondering where they're going to put him because if they put him in a regular prison, I, no. you know, who's to say he might just get a life sentence depending on where they put him. So they're going to have to protect this man, which I'm sure they will. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the win. But I also think in a lot of ways, man, it was just, it was so politicized and it was so in the public eye. Like for every, for every one scenario, there's a hundred more that you don't hear about. But this right. was, that made the news this was the one that everybody knew about this is the one that really sparked social change last year amidst the pandemic um, i mean this went viral in an international way and so really I awesome. their hand was was forced to do something and they just did you know what they had to do but um the i am i am concerned that it was is just you know for face and it won't be something that will continue um, however, it is, it's cool because the way law works is a precedent. So they've created a precedent. So that's cool because now legally in future scenarios, they can draw down, like go back to this and say, well, in this case, they did this. So it does, it is cool in the, in the space that it creates a precedent, but I just think it's, I just think it's all, all top really. Like he he was the martyr. He was the one example. And then yeah. there's a hundred other examples of where it's not going to work. Understood. No, no, I agree with you in, in, in the sense of you had to save face, right, because of how publicized this, this event was and everything that transpired after it, right, where they tore up the whole city of Minnesota, right, at least the, down, yeah, the downtown city of Minnesota. Um, I have a cousin whose husband works for the Twins, and they're like, bro, it's right next to my house pretty much, right? They live in downtown Minnesota, and, and they're like, bro, it's right down, it's right here. They're, I'm looking over my, my window, and they're right outside, you know? So to see how Minnesota was torn up and the rest of the world was protesting and making change, right, at least forcing the hand of change, I think that what would have happened if they didn't have any type of charge or any type of sentencing, at least that was, how shall you say, um, valuable worth of sentencing, right? Because if you give him 18 years, people are like, bro, that's a slap in the face. You gave him the minimum. And granted, he's going to be possibly secured, right? So him getting out on good behavior or him getting out earlier due to, you know, him not causing any issues or anything of that nature may be likely. So a 22 year sentence justified, right? But as you said, somebody who had a heroin charge that they couldn't even weigh has life. And it's on video of you taking somebody's life and you didn't even get life sentence. You didn't even get double, you know what I'm saying? So those are, those are the issues that will continue to arise and i think that it's used to be like hey we did something so you guys kind of back up off of us in a sense you know like something was done for you so stop applying the pressure when it comes down to making changes in the right direction so i will say my my one my one thing to add to that though is uh i'm sure most people follow sean king yeah. One thing that I super respect about him is we always say like it's systemic and it's by design. And that's a really overwhelming idea to have that whether it's sentencing or probation or, you know, the industrial industrial uh, prison complex or like all of these things, it's it's all by design. So when you think about it like that, it's kind of overwhelming. Like, how do we even change it? And I like that he has a very specific plan on how to at least start enacting change, which is he's around the country um, helping uh, district attorneys who are the prosecutors on a lot of these cases, um, making sure that when those district attorneys leave, that they're being replaced by widely Democrat, uh, 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 not Republican, but uh, Democratic. Democratic, Democratic. Uh, Come on. Uh, I got you, bro. That, 
Thank you, man. Thank you. Look, it's been a long day. I'm in the car still. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, widely like Democratic candidates who are, you know, have justice at the forefront of their, their thought process. So I like that idea. We're seeing a systemic change in who we're putting in that district attorney position, who is right. typically the prosecutor in some of these cases. So I think over time that will help. Um, but it's an overwhelming idea to think that the whole the whole system is, you know, put against you. Right. No, no, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. I, I think my, my question in Dr. Drew, usually when we have a, a, a one, we, we talk about Atlanta and then all of a sudden it goes everywhere. My question now, you would say that that is a start of change, right? And I would say that other races receive change in, at a rapid pace in comparison to African-Americans, right? And some would say that, all right, we did this, so continue to wait, but just know that it's in the process, it's in the funnel. Whereas you look at a situation where uh, Joe Biden has signed, you know, some documents saying, you know, stop Asian hate, you know, things of that nature. And you're like, why can't that be resolved on all aspects? Not, not just Asian communities, not just Indian community, not Mexican communities, not just black, but everybody having to get that same fair share when it comes down to, you know, moving in the right direction. Because, again, it's all talk, man. Um, I think the biggest... <clears throat> the biggest thought process, and, it, and it's, again, another overwhelming thought, is that everything follows the money. And so um, black people in general um, have like a some multi-trillion dollar spending uh, power a year in, in the U.S. And they've found that whether it's like when, when we have an uproar about, um, you know, these different luxury brands doing something racist or there being some sort of um, um, unjust killing by a police officer or, or anything redlining. I mean, the list is so long of different things that happen, um, right. food deserts and all these things. Really all they have to do is do a little bit of lip service and a little bit of PR and then they can sweep it under the rug. So, I mean, I think the biggest challenge as a, as a cohesive unit is, how do we cut the cut the money off? Because if you can cut the money off, um, the the whole world stops, bro. The whole world. If black people didn't spend money on any particular thing at any particular time more, for longer than a day, like everything that Everybody you would ever want mind, would happen. Bro. They're gonna lose yeah. their mind. <laughs> yeah, bro. So like, that's the thing. Like, how do? But see, if you think back to like COINTELPRO and all these different things. Anytime black people organize, there is a, even with Black Lives Matter, like there is a counterintelligence, you know, ploy to, to discredit that. Right. To make yeah, them, make them a threat. A, a, a target, right? To make yeah, them an facts. enemy, public enemy number one. When you see, I mean, you look back at, at, at Tulsa, right? When you go back to Black Wall Street, you had black people organizing and, and, making success, creating success. Hell, man, damn, Dr. Drew, we gonna, you did it again, dog. Yeah, because that gets deep, right? <laughs> I literally I'm gonna start inviting Dr. Drew on the, on the, on the show, for real. <laughs> that gets deep, though. You mentioned Tulsa. Like, it's the same thing. Like, even Juneteenth, right? That's another example. Like, I've been, as a white person, I've been cele celebrating Juneteenth for a long time. You know, like, right. you know, I went to an HBCU, so I've been hip to Juneteenth for a long time. But this year, because of social injustice, it became a thing. And now it's commercialized. And now white-owned businesses and Target are making Juneteenth shirts and making money off of Juneteenth. And the whole idea of what Juneteenth is and why it should be celebrated is completely lost in the sauce. Like, right. same thing with, the, what did you just mention? Uh, Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right. right? Like, that's the one that people know about because it's been publicized. And over the next couple of years, there'll probably be some sort of memorial statue and some day like related to Tulsa because it's like that's all we have to do is a little bit of lip service and like recognize it and then people are like oh we were recognized and then right. they swipe it in the world but I just posted something on my story 
Uh, let's talk about it. I, I was going there with you. Let's go. Yeah. I don't know the woman. Um, I'm not familiar with her publication. It's on my story. Um, it's on Peacock. I saw Peacock on there. I'm not yeah. sure of the, the, the young lady. Um, and forgive me, I'm, I'm ignorant. It was the first time I'd ever seen her, but I was moved by what she was saying. Right. She's clearly like mm -hmm. a p political comedian. Um, but she mentioned Lake Lanier. And those people that are, you know, familiar with the Atlanta area know that Lake Lanier is a place that a lot of people feel like is haunted and don't know why, you know, because every year people go out there and swim and boat and all this stuff and drown every single year. Like every Hopper. year, bro, every year. And, um, you know, those that are in the know know that that was a, a black city, a thriving black city that uh, two young men were uh, convicted of, I believe, murder or rape. They were uh, tried, sentenced and killed all in the same day. Insane and then day. a mob of white people that are from the Gainesville area, um, Hall County, uh, went out to that city knowing that that's where they were from. And that's a black city. And they killed everybody, like they the whole fucking everybody. city. In, 2000, in the 2,000 of, black people out there. Yeah, in the course of two years, 2,000 two black years. people just disappeared, right? right? And so then what do they do without, like, knocking down the city, burning down the city, nothing like that? They just filled that bitch with water and made it a, 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 lake. a lake. And now it's Lake Lanier. And there's still, like, buildings and hospitals and uh, uh, bridges. Like, on low tide, you can see a bridge going right across that bitch. Like, it's crazy. Right. However, what I did not know, I'm familiar with that because it's an Atlanta thing and, and people know that. But what I didn't know is there's like a hundred different examples of that nationwide where they literally just killed a black city and then flooded it and make it a lake. Right. Like, that's and then call it something else. And it's crazy. That, and, and honestly, I never knew that story about Lake Lanier. I, I just knew I don't I mean, I don't swim in no lakes anyway. I'm from uh, I'm from Florida. You know, we got nice beaches, but y'all yeah. swim in lakes up here. I don't do that job. Uh, so my my sister-in-law's on here. She loves swimming in lakes, right? So uh, she she hopped in Lake Lanier. Everybody told me, bruh, it's, it's scary out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it goes down in, in Lake Lanier. There's been people who lose their life in Lake Lanier. I never knew that that was the real story behind it. So when, she's, when, I, when I saw that video, the one that you're referring to, and I'm going to post it on the page or at least post it on the story, the Better as Possible podcast, to see that's the history behind it. And I wonder, I'm like, man, like so many people's ancestors, so many people's, you know, families that, that perished and people just so, so ugly about the whole situation and just, Oh, we're just, we're just going to flood it. I love you, dog. Hey, I love my sister. <laughs> and my dog gonna hop off in that lake. She goes swimming all the time. But I mean, granted, uh, yeah. She get my brother in the lake every now and then. But to, to be in Lake Lanier and know the rich history, I mean, I hate to say rich history. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a, that's a sad part of history that people kind of just overlook and people just go have fun out there on the lake under not knowing that that's, that's what the situation is. Yeah, facts. But then, and so, and like you said, we could just keep on going down a rabbit hole. Like, that's colonization. That's though. That's colonization in general, right? So, like, Okay, yeah, you go in, in it's, if you want to go far as back as, like, in the United States, thing that's happening in the United States. But really, like, there's stuff that's, that seems unrelated that's completely related. Like, for example, the Iraq. Like, for example, Iraq. And, you know, Iraq is the site of Sumeria, like the ancient uh, Samaritans, right? Which are actually in the Bible, but in, like, in real life, they were one of the first like intelligent communities. Like you think of like ancient Egypt and uh, the Incans and the Mayans and the Sumerians were one of those as well. Like had cuneiform, like language on tablets and all kinds of shit, new astrology and everything. Well, they have thousands and thousands and thousands of years of history there. And they really just, America wanted to build an oil pipeline to save money and basically mm -hmm. blew up their entire history and called it a war. And so, like, there's thousands of year old shit that they just and it doesn't exist. And so if you're not aware of that, like, OK, maybe we know it now and maybe we don't. But will our kids know it? Will their kids ever knew that it even existed? Like, right. we, it's colonization, bro. It's it's everywhere. It's, but, it, OK, Drew, I mean, wait, we driving. We all over the place. <laughs> but, but yeah, forgive me. 
I mean, hey, no, 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 but this, this is real. This is real. And this is the Better Is Possible podcast, man. Tune in each and every Monday, 10 p.m. Drew, what you just said is so valuable because right now in Georgia, that's what we're dealing with, right? Where you're trying to wipe away the history of slavery and, you know, pretty much black history. You want to make it all back in the day was a good old time and, you know, blacks came over and helped build America and we're kumbaya. No, hell no, we wasn't like that. Don't try to make it a happy moment, right? And what you're saying is it's been happening all over the world and people just continue to make it a good thing. Like Juneteenth should have way more respect on it, but we're saying, oh, now we got Juneteenth shirts. Let's go. Happy Juneteenth. Right. And not it's even so respecting the history, not even respecting what truly what truly happened. But even even that, right? Like, and I'm sorry I keep doing this to you, because we could do this all night. But even Juneteenth is like low-key not what it seems. You know what I mean? Right. Like even Juneteenth, like Juneteenth is the celebration of when the last slaves got word that they were free in Texas. So basically Texas didn't tell the slaves that they were free. And of course we didn't have internet. So like they were slaves for much longer than they were supposed to be because they right. didn't tell them. And but Jordan, then here's they were the jugging. crazy thing. They was out there like, jugging, bro. But here's the crazy thing. So then even like the Emancipation Proclamation, right? Which is the de documentation that um, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, signed to free the slaves, right? Like, people, like, make it seem as if Abraham Lincoln was some sort of, like, saint who loved black people and wanted harmonious. Like, nah, bro, like, that was a war move. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, they were losing, the Union was losing the war. And the reason was because they had, the South, the Confederate Army had so many black people fighting for them because they were slaves, so they didn't have a choice. That, like, they were trying to figure out, like, you know, in the North, it's an industrial state. Like, they had, they had to go to work, bro. Like, they couldn't just fight a war. Like, they had to go make shit. Like, they had to go to work. Right. So, like... To make sure that this stuff was working right. Bruh. So, the South had slaves. Like, that was their job to be to a slave. So, they battles. were just like, go be a soldier and shoot shit. And so, they were winning the war because they had free labor. And so, the, the whole thing of, like, freeing the slaves wasn't for any type of like, oh, this is like harmonious and this is the best thing for people to do. It was because Abraham Lincoln didn't want to lose the war. So he was like, all right, if we make slavery illegal, then that's going to like hugely that's deplete going, their army. <laughs> we and then they're going to be on. mad. Look, so then they're going to be mad at the South. So where do you think they're going to move? They're going to move to the North because we're like the righteous people and we care about them. So all the slaves moved up to like Chicago and all these places in the North, D.C., and all these places, and they it depleted their army, and then they beat their ass in, like, no time. But now it's retold as, like, oh, Juneteenth, like, that's when my boy Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves because he loved black people. Like, nah, bro, he was trying to win a war, and he knew that slaves he was trying to pull a chess move, bro. Hey, was trying to pull a chess move. Oh, honest, oh, oh unhonest Abe. You know what I'm saying? But no. and that's the thing. It's just, like, it, the, the, the whole message or the whole – uh, the whole thing to learn about this entire conversation, because we all over the place now, is like the the story is told by the victor. So it's like as long as as a society we keep losing in that space, like the story can be told however you want it to be. And now in this right. digital age, like there's not even hard copies of a lot of shit. So like right. all I got to do is delete a website and CNN didn't happen. I could delete the last what, 30 years of, of history just by deleting CNN's website. And that shit is gone. Right. Like, nobody reads the newspaper. Ain't nobody got a book. Nobody. And, and that's the sad part about it because it, it goes to show, like, the power in the story. How it's, how it's told. If you're, if you're not having people continue the legacy or tell the, tell the story properly, this is what truly happened, Right. Like that, the lady who just broke down all those lakes, and there was there was hella lakes to say that there were prominent black cities, prominent black towns, but nobody tells the story. But you go you go every summer, every spring to these lakes, not knowing that there are black black bodies that are are under here, right? Black towns that were burned down, black families that were you know 
led astray due to situations that people just overtook them out of hate. And you go and go party every summer. Oh, we're going to Lake Lanier. Like, we're going to, you know. And in situations like that, you, you have to be able to tell the right story. Because give or take 10, 20 years later down the road, nobody tells the story of that's what's really up under that lake. Facts. History's, history books don't, don't share the, those stories anymore. They say that black people were out singing and having fun while picking cotton and enjoying themselves. That's what slavery was. It's not even called, it wasn't even called slavery. They're going to find a different word for, for it because slavery has negative connotation. They were, indentured, say, they were indentured servants. They traded their labor for a place to stay. Yeah. And that's why, that's why there's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Right? To to soften the blow. Yeah. So somebody has to be somebody has to continue to tell the, the story the correct way. Because we're going down a path that's that is getting uglier and uglier and murkier and murkier as we continue to go. So low key, this is because it's it's getting dark, right? You know, like we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna turn it to this little light of mine because we're going to Olympics in a little bit, and they they out here winning. Thrive. Well, yeah, yeah, and I think I think the I think the takeaway I have from all of this, right, is it's 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 what it appears to be, not what it is in all things, right? Um, it's perception over reality and everything. So, like, what I found with this is it seems to be worse, or it seems to be horrible only because we're removed from it. However, we're becoming knowledgeable of it. It's a time in enli of enlightenment, you know, so we're becoming as a people enlightened to what's going on. And, right. uh, and so there, it, it, it hurts in a different way because we were ignorant to a lot of details, but now it's, it's coming to light. And uh, whether you're, you know, religious or spiritual or just try to be righteous on a daily basis, um, what I've found is um, everything, everything comes to the light. You know, so uh, all you can really do is control what you can control and, and really put your best foot forward and be grateful that we live in, in this time and we are not living 200 years ago. Right. And right. Uh -huh. do as much good that we can possibly do in our day to day life and hey, affect as much change as we can. You know, very I mean? much so. Drew, you said some you said some some key things right there, man, like make the most out of this life. Like, for the ones that that's behind you, your kids, your kids, your, your grandkids, whatever the case may be, continue to show them, you know, like living the right way. Don't don't be bondage down. Don't don't. If it doesn't make sense, there's no problem with researching. There's no problem with finding more truth to a story that you heard. Right. Because you shouldn't have children or younger people that are looking to you and saying, oh, this because of society is showing that I'm not able to have this, that means it's, un it's unattainable for me or people that look like me, right? You put yourself in a mental prison just then. You limited yourself just then. So you have to continue to speak light, shine your light to each and everybody around you because you have to make sure that, you know, they shine theirs as well. Facts. And, and a really, I think what helps me cope with that whole idea is this idea of duality right which is um you know kind of like the yin and the yang like yeah. one thing can't exist without the other right so, like there's no there's no such thing as a utopian society where there's no issues right so like there's no such thing as good if bad doesn't exist and vice versa there's right no because such thing as light if there is no dark facts there's no such thing as night if there is no day right so like duality is a real thing that has to exist and so, yeah, we can move the needle to where the bad isn't as bad um, and maybe the good is a little bit better, uh, but there's always going to be a bad to the good. And to your point, just really be focused on how I can stay in the light. You know, as John Mayer would say, keep me, keep me where the light is. There you go with that white boy stuff. You yeah. That's my <laughs> hey, I like John Mayer. He got a good, he got good music, bro. Hey, if y'all have any questions for uh, myself or Dr. Drew, go ahead and hit it. Hit some questions in the in the comments. Definitely. Uh, I mean, shoot, Dr. Drew, you got a little bit more time. We almost done with the whole episode, man. 
You can stay. You can stay for a little while. Yeah, man. I'll cash. I'll send you a cash app request. Hey, I appreciate it, man, Doctor Drew. Hey, hey, give me give me the better as possible discount, bro. I got you. I appreciate you, brother. Um, now, on to the Olympics. I know we touched base. Great, great context. You got people going crazy out here. You have young athletes. I saw a 17-year-old yesterday. Well, it wasn't. I mean, I'm following it up on YouTube. I saw a 17-year-old break Usain Bolt's 200 record. And I'm thinking at 17 years old, I wouldn't. Need, I didn't even fathom running and running for my shot at the Olympics. And what I took from that, Drew, was more so you, whatever you set your mind to, you can do, right? Effort and energy, whatever you set your mind to, you can accomplish, right? This man at 17, he could be thinking about high school or he could be thinking, man, I go, I'm going to go around for my country in the Olympics, not just in, not just in a regular tracks, uh, track and field sport, but in the Olympics, and it was it was amazing to see him look at the competition as pro other pro athletes, but be 17 and and still in high school, and qualify for the Olympics, bro. Crazy. Also, you had a, another athlete, and man, her name is is. I do not want to mess up her name. She, Kari. Huh. I believe it's Shakari Richardson. Uh, That's my yes. girl, man. Man, you know I like a, I like a, you know, this boy. Go ahead, tell him certain, certain type of human. And like, man, no, no, I like, man, Shikari. I just love, I just love, I just love authenticity and whatever that looks like. And it looks different in every person, you know. But I just love people that live in their truth. And she is just, bro, blonde, you know, weave and just like tatted up and muscular like she'll beat your ass in a bruh and just flying Drew, on these chicks, bro. I love Drew, it. Drew got a crush. Drew Drew out here got a crush. No, 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 no. But but at the same time though, I just I appreciate people living their authentic self and yeah. showing up as their authentic self in places where previously that was either not accepted, not appreciated, judged, you know, whatever the case is. And now we're living in a space where you can live your truth and still shine. And I just, I fuck with that, man. No, she is, she is definitely like writing the rules with her own pen. Like purple hair, I, I'm country, I'm cool with it, I'm tatted, yeah. I just run fast and can't nobody beat me, right? I run fast, I, I, I'm here to run track. I'm not here to, you know, be the the girl who has every standard that you believe a track star should be. When that when that gun go off, if I if you all right, Dr. Drew? Yeah. Pizza man just walked by a little close. We almost uh you remember that old uh dirty song uh where he, they they robbed the pizza man? I'm sorry, go ahead, I'm listening. Drew looked like he was about to hop out on him. I was like, hey bro. Yeah, I don't eat pork. It was probably pepperoni. I'm listening. I'm sorry. Right but to to live your own truth, to to truly be that, is the blessing. When you can love yourself wholeheartedly, do what you do, and not worry about everybody else's standards of what you should be doing. If she's there to run track and she does that well, why does it matter what color her hair is, how long her nails are, how many tattoos she has, how country she may be, uh, how country her accent may be? It none of that matters. I'm I'm here to run track. You got to apply that in life, in anything, in everything that you do. Thanks. <clears throat> well, speaking as someone who is a walking contradiction, um, I just, I appreciate that in a different space. Like, I appreciate, you know, uh, being, a, being a conundrum of sorts. I, I enjoy it. I think it throws people off. And uh, I, I think more than anything, the Olympics is a is a international stage, right? And so mm -hmm. not only... Is she inspiring young American women from different backgrounds and um, social economical spaces, right? But, I mean, there's other people that look like her throughout the world that will immediately identify with her as, like, she's not the norm. And she's out here being successful and therefore better as possible. You know what I mean? True. True story. Um, 
I, I think that that is something that many should take away, though, right? <laughs> being comfortable with being who you are. A lot of people get lost in the sauce trying to be what they think others want them to be. And you find yourself becoming something that you're not, right? You look yourself in the mirror and be like, bro, that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm trying too hard to not be me. And that's unfortunate. You'll never huh? have peace. A lot of people don't understand why they don't have peace. You'll never have peace when you're moving in that space. You'll right. never find peace. You'll always have a real uncomfortable, you know, uh, space that you occupy because you're not living, you know, your authentic truth. And that's something I learned as a as a young man, you know. And uh, it's a it's a lesson that a lot of people never come to terms with. Um, and so I, I like it. I think it's a big deal all the way around. Representation is huge in any space. Just, just having the mindset of you are a walking billboard. You represent yourself, and anything that become that comes from your last name, that's who you represent, right? So if you're not comfortable with being you in your own skin, you trying to represent somebody who's not you, like you're not gonna be able to do that either. You're not gonna be able to be exactly who you're trying to mimic, but you could be the best you you could possibly be, right? And a lot of people are uncomfortable with just accepting themselves, flaws and all. All right, you, but you'll wonder how, uh, uh, who, I would say, the first name that came to mind is Flavor Flav, right? You would wonder how he's so okay with being Flavor Flav. Loud, obnoxious, wear the big clock, wear the big, the big sunglasses, talk however he wants to talk. He's comfortable being him, and it doesn't matter what you say, how many jokes are made, how many memes are made, whatever the case may be. I'm Flavor Flav, and people know me, and they love me because of that. Mm -hmm. Right? Too often, we're, 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 we get lost in the sauce trying to be others when you can be you. Take pride in that. Ours. Boom. Dr. Drew, we're coming to a close, man. We're going to land this plane. Um, any any Dr. Drew notes? I got Eastside Delacroix. Shout out to Eastside Delacroix. I know you got Eastside. I know hey, you got man, a project I about Eastside up. in my business meeting today. What's up? I used him as an example of uh, people with expensive pets. He did. What's up, Eastside? I heard about this. Yeah. I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. You, you dropped the, the Frenchie line. Eastside. Yeah, man. You never know. When you move righteously and authentically, you never know when that resonates with someone else and your name is being spoken highly in an entirely different place that you might never have walked into uh, yourself. So just another example, a sh shining light of someone who has taken their passion and turned it into a business and is, is living in his truth, um, despite how may, maybe sometimes it might be uncomfortable. And uh, so I respect Isai. True story. Isai, can you can you jump on real quick? I know we're about to close this, but I, I want you to, to talk about your new breeze, your new dogs that just dropped. Um, just give them a little bit of info. And I mean, of course, I'm gonna have you on a little later on uh, this year in reference to you turning your your dreams into your reality. I don't know if you, I know Isai Delacroix is a busy man. He's working on Catch a Vibe three. He has. Hey. Some some new puppies that just dropped. He is a busy man. He and his wife is is a busy woman as well. They're moguls in the making. Uh, shout out to to Amber Danielle. Big big salute to them uh, in the Hatchet household. I don't know if Esau's gonna be able to jump on, but he, yes, e Easy Breedings is booming. Got some dogs about to. He's about to, uh, to get into the pit business, right? Getting into the pits. Uh, you got to know, you got American bullies. American oh, bullies and, and I stand Frenchies. corrected. I stand oh, he's feeding corrected. the pups right now. There it hey, is. Hey, you good? He talking about, let me put on a shirt <laughs> of my country. <laughs> hey, definitely. <laughs> um, but one thing about the Better Is Possible podcast, man, we, I mean, we, we talked about a lot of things, but understand this, man. Shine your light, have that positive vibes, regardless of any situation. Yeah, it's, it's important to learn your history and never let it die, right? But create a better future for those, for those next generations. 
Don't allow them to just allow that, right? Continue to fight for what's right and believe what you, continue to fight for what's right and believe. Believe in you, believe in your, your ancestors, believe that they didn't just fight for, for that. They deserve so much more. And you got, you got an opportunity right now because you, you got air in your lungs to make a better future, right? So do that. Understand this, man. Regardless of any situation, better is possible. Straight up. What's up, Brent 4.0? What's happening? Oh, Eastside Delacroix in the building, bro. We're going to land this plane. Let me see. Let me see. I think you put me on something new. Oh, snap. We got. Hey. What's up, yo? <laughs> What's up, Eastside? What's going on, what's up, man? Hey, man. Uh, we're, we're closing the Better Is Possible podcast. Wife, definitely want to chop it up with you. And hey, how doing? to the business. Like, Dr. Drew, Dr. Drew said he talked about you in a business meeting today, bro. That's yeah, crazy. I heard. I'm a businessman. <laughs> he's not a businessman. He's a businessman. A businessman. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Big businessman. Hey man, all respect, all respect, man. I, um, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, I think that's that's another way to to move the needle is, um, you don't have to wait to be employed by anybody else. You know, do your own business. So all True respect, story. you, Isai, I, and I My know we're, we're we're gonna have to get the whole story later. Um, in reference to you starting your business and following your dreams, what what inspired you to go ahead and jump out there and get get a Frenchies and get the bullies? Well, the Frenchies, I can have multiple because they're small and they're companion dogs. So initially, I'm a dog lover and I struggle with PTSD. So my dogs are really therapeutic to me. And once I got, you know what I'm saying, one, definitely a Frenchie was easier to love and easier to love. And then also you could be like, okay, if I do this right, they can love me and we can all make money together. You know what I'm saying? I can make money being around my best friends and doing exactly what I love. And that's being around dogs. You really can't beat that. So in my imagination, I was like, if I take two Frenchies, if I just take two dogs, bro, I can have anything I want in the world. In my imagination. And I, I keep right. talking about my imagination until my imagination comes to life. Like my dream is literally coming to life. I can reach out and touch my imagination. So I was like, shoot, this don't make me feel good. They make me feel happy. They re release some of my stress and my anxiety. And the process of breeding the dog, man, just give you a puppy. Man, let's look, let's look at the puppy. And the it's process just, of breeding your dog, puppy, man, bro. and then having an imagination and you produce exactly what you were talking about producing, like, it's a lovely thing. So they just got done eating. Big girl sleep. And you have a total of how many? We had six puppies, mm -hmm. four girls, and two boys. Like, we got twins. This is the father's twin. We call him KJ. Looks just like King Cobra. I'm going to give your baby back, Coco. I'm going to give your baby back, big girl. This is mom. She don't play Coco by the baby. Play. But, yeah, man, just making imagination, imagination come to life is like, for me, it's like, wow. This was only in my head years ago. You know what I'm saying? And I kept right. saying to my, my imagination out loud, like, this could happen. Even though I took some different losses, you know what I'm saying? There's different adversity. I'm like, my imagination, if I can keep talking about my imagination, one day I'm going to touch it. I'm touching my imagination. So you got to keep dreaming. And like oh, I say all the time, man, dreaming detail. Every single hey. detail you can think. Every little detail you can think, bro, put it in your imagination. And you'll chase that dream and you'll be touching it, bro. And that's just how that's. Bro. So I hey, took Frenchies up, to get anything Pick up a dog for me one more time and say that bar one more time. Oh yeah, that is that is crazy. Pick up a dog. The science behind the breed. One more time, you touch your imagination. It's true. Touch your imagination, man. It's true, bro. For real, you can literally touch your imagination. But you got to keep dreaming and dreaming detail. Every detail, bro. Every single detail. You have to dream in every detail. The people that's gonna cheer your name, what you'll be wearing, every detail, the colors, the eyes, every everything. You keep drawing that every day. Say it out loud to yourself every day. If it doesn't sound crazy to you, it's not It's not no imagination. It has to sound like, bro, if I do this, I'll be a superhero. If I could do yeah. this, I'll be a superhero. And I play life like a video game. I literally, every, everything is a stage to me. 
every every time you go somewhere, there's gonna be a big boss at the end. The boss gets harder and harder the closer you get to beating the game. You know what I'm saying? This game of life never ends. So the boss is gonna get harder and harder and harder forever. Forever. But if you can dream your imagination, you can keep beating the next boss, the next boss. People are limitless. Like y'all were just talking about that 17 year old, right? Yeah. Somebody's gonna come back. That's a mark now. You know what I'm saying? It could be 15, 20 years, but somebody's gonna supersede that because it's a mark. We, right. Humans yeah, are limitless. Right. You look at you look at a situation where they said the first there's no possibility of running a four minute mile. And once somebody did it, it was done continuously. Like it's been done consecutively, consecutively, but you had to be able to see it to believe it. So that's once you see it, once you can touch it. it, and they're like, Oh hell, I could do that too, bro. I'm out. This, this is easy. I not, I gotta zone in. I can zone in. Like some people, but those are the people that I'm saying he's so 17 saying. and he beat a Usain Bolt's record. Is that that's like, two, that's nah, two that's, things that's wild. saying, oh, damn, bro. Like, I can really that's beat wild. it. I can really beat it. I don't have to wait till I'm grown and go through college. That's I the can people that stuff right the... now. Today, I, my imagination is that big, bro. I believe in my imagination. I don't care what you say. Like I tell, like I tell my baby, if you believe in your imagination enough, you can touch it, you can smell it, and you can taste it. But you got to believe it in enough. If you don't believe it enough, you can just see it. You can just see it. But if you really believe it enough, you can touch it, smell it, and taste it. It's a big difference. Huge difference. That's like when people say, oh, shoot for the, shoot for the stars. No, shoot for the moon, land amongst the stars. Wrong idea. If you're going to shoot for the moon, hit the moon. Why would you say, okay, I made it out here. My target is the moon. I'm only shooting at the moon. These stars are cool, but that ain't what I want. I want the moon. But people get to a certain part in their imagination and they're right there with the stars and they're cool there, even though they really want to reach the moon. Right. You got to go past that star, shoot for that moon. That's, that's, that's the next boss. I give you almost everything you want. And some people settle. That's, that's a boss in the video game. I give you almost everything you want. Okay, cool. I can, I can, I can live here. You forgot, about the, you forgot about the big boss. Hit the moon, man. Shoot for the moon, hit the moon. Stars are cool. Bump them stars. We want the moon, man. Let's go. That's how I live my life like a video game, I promise you. Hey bro. I, I feel like I feel like we're gonna have to do this. We're gonna have to do this again a little later, y'all. Dr. Drew, Eastside Delacroix. Y'all caught me at a good time. Podcast. Huh? So y'all caught me at a good time. Hey, I was man. in here talking to hey, God. Man. Hey man, I look oh, I know that boy out there. Big <laughs> blessings. <laughs> Hey, before y'all go, man, let me get let me get parting words from Eastside Delacroix, Dr. Drew, before we wrap this thing up, man. I appreciate y'all both jumping on here, man. This is Better as Possible Podcast. I love y'all, man. Thank you for the love and support. And just yes, rocking with me, man. I appreciate you. Same time next week. You already know it. Eastside, what you got, bro? Hey, man, like I said, man, believe in your imagination in every single detail. Every single deta detail and play life like a video game. You know what I'm saying? Find your video game and play it over and over, over and over. Don't quit on your imagination, man. Don't put a cap on your imagination. That's the biggest thing that I be telling myself every day. Like, man, I'm going to be long-winded. But when I when I lost my first Frenchie, he passed away, I almost quit. Yeah. I said, this is this is already this is already too hard. I lost my best friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, that don't mess me up because I love my dog. So I like I lost my best friend. I don't want to. I don't think I want to do this no more. But I, I was putting a cap on my, my imagination. So now I'm seeing how far I could take Calm Blood. All these dogs carry the first Frenchie I ever had, and every Frenchie that I produced will carry Calm's blood. Every single Frenchie I produced will carry Calm's blood because that's the first dog I had. But that's my imagination. I'm never gonna put a cap on it. And we'll see how far we go with Calm Blood. And I'm out, man. Sorry for being long winded. All right, Drew. Bro. Hey, we love you, bro. Hey, Dr. Drew, what you got, man, before we get up out yeah, of here? Yeah, I love you too, man. Man, I, uh, I can't follow that up, man. He Look, he said all kind of stuff I usually say. That's amazing, <laughs> man. So I'm, I'm just inspired right now. Uh, but just generally, like, as we always do, better as possible, right? Like, there's no testimony without a test. And so we talk about it in different spaces all the time. But, you know, just like Esau was just saying, like, he could easily quit. And he could be living a completely different life right now where he's worked somewhere and does this other thing and, you know, either he could be fulfilled in his job or miserable or whatever, but he just didn't quit. You know, there's no testimony without a test. You know, there's no lesson without having less. Like, you, you got to go through it to get to it. And if you're not going through it, you're not going nowhere. 
You know what I mean? So like, just just when you're in the midst of it, just remember like, it, there's another side, and that's that's why like that's how you earn it. That's the boss. You know what I mean? Like, if you quit there, then the game is over. But it just keep going, man. Like you can't fail forever. Just True keep story. going. True story. Exactly. Man. Like uh, if you quit, you, you know what happens if you quit. You don't know what happens if you keep going. You know what happens if you quit every single time, but you don't know what happens if you keep going. Like, you got to keep that door open. Like, what if what if I do keep going? If I stop today, I know what happens. Nothing else. Yeah. But if I keep going, I have no idea what can come from this. Like, Boy, I, I got, no got goosebumps, bro. Right. And dream big. Let's go. Dream big and dream in color, bro. Dream big and dream in color. Let's go. Hey, we got to wrap it up, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Next week, we, we y'all might y'all might see this again next week. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Y'all might see this again next week. This is the Better as Possible podcast. Tune in each and every Monday, 10 p.m. I'll see you next week. You know the motto, Better as Possible. Let's go. Let's go, Better as Possible.